more on Reddit's conflicts, spams and scams, and the Apple tax that isn't. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Notion. Do your most efficient work with Notion projects at notion.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, the second part of this Mac Voices Live discussion continues our examination of the conflict at Reddit between its management, its users, and the volunteers who keep things moving. Then we take a look at a scam that you may not be aware of, but you definitely should be. We wrap up with a conversation about Apple tax, what it is and why it isn't really a tax, and why you may be happy to pay it. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Yeah. I, so I don't know what was said before, but you know, I think they're probably between a little bit of a rock and a hard place. Um, you know, I think the CEO maybe have modeled himself after maybe Elon Musk and what went on at Twitter or other places. But oh, he uh, I, that. I think that uh, I think when this started a week or two ago, I just did a little bit of search and it seems like uh, Reddit has raised about a billion dollars in six rounds of venture capital. So, you know, they've filed to go public earlier and getting rid of uh, freeloaders is probably a financial imperative for them. Uh-huh. So that's probably leading to what they're doing. Whether they're doing it well or in a hop, you know, a heavy-handed fashion, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think anyone would say they're doing it well. But um, you know, I think we can understand what their what their motivation is, and just wish for that they would have done it in a lot uh, better, you know, fashion. Yeah. So educate me a little bit, and Mark, you say freeloaders, but. Isn't it the isn't it the freeloaders uh, to some degree that are generating the content and creating the value? Sort of like the argument that you could make that argument for Twitter that non-paying Twitter users were really helping create the content and drive Twitter. Well, that's that's great. And freeloaders is you know I use it because it's uh, an emotionally exciting term, but it's an imprecise term. You know, I, I think in in Reddit. I think the reality is is that you know they have a power law distribution of users, and there's a small number of users that generate you know an inordinate amount of views and API calls and the like, and those are the ones who should be paying something. Um, whether you know whether their pricing is appropriate or not, don't know. They have to crack open their books so somebody could do a forensic analysis. But uh, I do think I mean it's analogous to Musk, you know where. He, some of the weather service or New York uh, M- MTA, you know, was spreading out a lot of information and, you know, they were trying to get 42000 or $84,000 a month, whatever the number was. Um, maybe that's fair value. Maybe that's just something arbitrary, you know, that was, uh, that was picked. But, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that, you know, servers cost money and, uh, you know, there's been all sorts of other, you know, fine, you know, companies that have, Gone under just because of uh, the heavy weight of their server bills to Amazon or Google, you know, or to Azure. So uh, I think probably Reddit, you know, is clearly blown a lot of you know VC money, you know, mm-hmm. you know, funding uh, servers, and you, you can tell that uh, you know the time is the time is nigh that uh, they have to stop doing that. 
Yeah. I mean, Reddit's has had a lot of bad business practices over the years and the bill for that is coming due. Um, but they're doing it in pretty much the most undiplomatic way they can, which is quite frankly, causing a lot more problems than it, that it is solving. If they would have just went to uh, both the user base and the API base, one like, look, we have to start making money for this company. Uh, we can't live on VC money forever. So we're going to have uh, the this, we're going to start moving towards a paid model. Uh, here are going to be the steps for that. It probably went over, would have went over a lot better. The current way they did it, uh, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to jack up the price. Uh, we're going to belittle the users. And, oh, yeah, it's going to be done at the end of the month. Yeah, that's that, that's a pretty good way to deep six your business. Ben, you, you're taking my thinking right out of my head. I just can't figure out why, especially after watching the, the 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 blowback against Elon and the way he handled things. And you can, you know, we've debated that here endlessly. But mm-hmm. you would have thought that that somebody would have learned a lesson and said, you know, let's soft pedal this just a little bit, and you know, and see, you know, what what kind of results we can get, maybe over a little longer period of time, and a little bit easier. And then if we have to go. To a more a more nuclear option, not a nuclear option, but a more nuclear option. Yeah, that's still on the table. But to take it this way, it just it just seems like they're they're alienating the people that are building the the interfaces people prefer, and they're now alienating users. And now we have a hacker group who's re- threatening to release d- d- data, which again I would assume is user data. Um, which seems yeah. kind of counterproductive, given that they they want to keep Reddit around. So, I, but we don't know that for sure as to what that eighty yeah. gigs is. Yeah, and so. they don't have anywhere near as much control over their own platform as Musk does with Twitter. Elaborate on that, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have all Essentially, these volunteer moderators, I guess. Yeah. Essentially, they have unpaid labor doing most of the most of everything for them. I mean, they don't have, quite frankly, it would cost a considerable amount of money to replace those moderators with paid employees. And even if they do, the reason that Reddit got so popular is that a previous service called, uh, I believe it was Dig, Mm. went with some very unpopular choices, and pretty much everybody just migrated over. Oh, Dig, that was, you know, 15 years ago or so, that 12 years ago they had its... Kevin Rose. Yeah. Was that Kevin's? Yeah, he started it, then he sold it. Okay. I remember that part. Um, yeah, no, I think Ben makes a great point. You know, all that, you know, all the uh, 
you know, all the uh, passionate you know, volunteers who, you know, who work there, you know, just for love of, you know, the content or whatever they're moderating, you alienate them. It's, it, you can't afford to replace them, you know, because uh, the numbers are just too huge. I mean, it's a sort of analogous, right? If you look at uh, Wikipedia, uh, you know, it grew out of, uh, you know, a large volunteer effort of people writing and moderating and, uh, you know, now it's a huge site and they've gone by this sort of we're a charity, give us money. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you use our service, give us money and we'll keep on going. Um, whereas it seems Reddit, you know, just. Well, my own personal reaction, when I look at a company that has gone through a series F of VC funding, mm-hmm. um, that basically tells me, you know, they really don't have a clue of what they're going to do to, when they grow up to be a real revenue generating, profit generating company. Um, yeah. But, you know, their VCs, and it would be interesting. I don't know what the makeup of their VCs and how many have stayed in, you know, the different rounds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, clearly they've raised a lot of money under the promise that social media is big and this thing can be worth, you know, uh, many tens or a hundred billion dollars billion dollars and uh you know putting in you know putting another 10 or 20 or 100 million dollars is uh you know table stakes to get the big return i just hope it's not one of those things where somebody tries to you know cash out and and they they kill the company in the process i would say that is a very real threat uh, that that's the way i see it ben and and i I don't know. It just it it seems like there's there's that's not capitalism. That's greed. You know. The, I mean, yeah. if they, if they're making investments and improving the platform and making more investments and continuing to improve, improve the platform, but just to try to do this one big cash deal, you know, and 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 then walk away. I, I don't know. Doesn't feel good. Yeah. Doesn't feel real good. Yeah. Um, I mean, er, per- per- sorry. Go ahead. To be perfectly honest, with all these major VC-funded companies, I feel like we've almost gone through a generation of business, which has been having to be, which has been allowed to be seriously deficient in actual business skills. Which may be a strength and maybe and is definitely a weakness in places, but maybe a strength too in places. Yeah. So. Hey, Eric Bolden has joined us. He he got the hamster back on the wheel and got the power up. Mm-hmm. Nice to be back. <laughs> well, I knew when the power is working. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, you you had said that Red still you said in the in the chat room, um, and I'll ask you to elaborate a little bit. Reddit is still used quite a bit in in useful it useful technical search <laughs> results. Is that because the those particular forums haven't gone dark, Eric, or is it of something else? Well, I, you know, you, I was more referring to useful before things went dark. You know, when you did a Google search, a lot of the really useful results were posts on Reddit, just presented through Google. So the going dark has had a big effect. which is why there's a whole lot of the communities that are looking for alternate places to park their information. 
it's going to take a while for this all to kind of resolve, I think. Yeah. And, and Brian, I, I was a little bit curious about your comment too in the chat room. Um, so about the data portion, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, my thought was, <clears throat> I wonder, we were discussing the 80 gigabytes of data, you know, what, what data this may include, uh, you know, for myself, and I, I don't know how many others, I don't log in, you know, but, you know, if there's an article or, or a thread that comes through and it's interesting and there's lots of some, something to read from it, I do, but there's no logging in. There's no data necessarily mm-hmm. for me except, you know, that type of thing. It's been so long since I've been to Reddit, though. I mean, is can you still can you still uh, navigate through Reddit without being logged in to Most any significant it. degree? Really? Okay. Yeah, some direct links. I guess there were some forums I was in quite a while back that whatever security or whatever you know moderation they put in, they were taking it so that you had to be logged in, and it just. It just turned me off, and so I just didn't anymore. So, um, okay, so we've talked about uh, this little mini series we've got going here: spams and scams. Um, this one's not mine, but it's an article from Lifehacker that said you should stop sending checks in the mail. Um, that apparently there are people out there intercepting checks and going to some pretty extraordinary ends to try to cash these checks um and so i this is more a public service thing there's some good common sense things that okay if you have to do it don't stick it in your mailbox with a little flag up for the post postman to pick it up you know don't even use the the public drop boxes you know take it into the post office Mm -hmm. um so i don't know how much of this is really going on and where but the way the world is going it wouldn't surprise me a bit I so. mean, it's, you know, you're sending out a piece of paper with the routing number and your account number for your bank account. They don't even have to cast a check in, in 2023 that pretty much have full access to your money. And we think, uh, we think alike. I was going to make the same point that, uh, you know, almost anything, if you have, if you have those, those two numbers, you can start to initiate uh, an ACH uh, tr- yeah, automated clearinghouse, you know, transfer. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, you don't, I, I think the thing about, yes, maybe people washing checks and uh, all the other stuff. I think that was in the old days. Um, mm-hmm. I think more high tech solution now is people just do it electronically. Yeah. It's amazing. And yet, you know, I'm sure we all have family members that insist on doing it this way, mm-hmm. mailing, mailing utility bills in this way, as opposed to the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, just feeling that, you know, you, you read these stories about some website getting hacked or something, this, that, or the other, it's like, well, you know, that, that could happen. Sure. But this, they literally just have to open an envelope to be hacked. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing, Webb? You could get (laughs) Dior. I got three bills right here that are going out. Well, I was going to say by check tomorrow, but. Maybe I'll change that. So, uh, check, is in, check is in the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Webb. It, it, just for the fun of it, we'll pick on you a little bit. Why? Why are you? Why are you still using checks? Or why would you be writing checks? 
Just um, I, I prefer having the 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 hard paper trail. Um, you know, and there's another issue that I've been dealing with here recently is because of the pandemic and post-pandemic. Uh, mail service has really slowed, though, and I've been charged uh, late fees from certain credit card companies that have very high late fee charges. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, they've been hitting me with those, and I call them and ask them to, to take that back because I mailed the check on time. It was when they got around to opening the check or getting it submitted and then getting paid for it. So, mm-hmm. so there, there, there's a, a, a real reason why I should change it. Um, I, it let's just call it old school. Um, um, we, I just don't do a lot of um, wire transfers um, or, or other ACH type transactions to pay utilities and things like that. So uh, habit. I can't give you any other excuse than that. You know, if it makes you feel any better, Webb, as soon as whatever company gets that check, they're doing a, tra- a, a they're basically. Uh, oh, I know exactly what they're doing. I do it in yeah. my business all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, too, I, I'm not a huge fan, too, necessarily of the having the, the, that direct access, you know, when you do pay a bill, when when a utility mm-hmm. company does offer the opportunity i tend to usually pay it with a credit card and then i pay the credit card with a bank mm-hmm. account uh filtering it through that way so it reduces some of the risk yeah so brian from- that's uh th- that's interesting because uh you know some here you know in, in san jose california you know if you want to pay uh taxes they'll take a check they'll take ach or they'll zing you with like a four and a half percent, you know, credit card fee. Yep. Uh, and and some some utilities will take them, and others others will zing you with the fee. So it's it's non uniform in terms of you know their payment. You would think they would suck it up and realize, hey, it's a cost of doing business. And uh, uh, but they're the government; they don't have to because they have no competition. So true. Yeah, it's kind of mixed bag yeah. here too. See, I and I'm not sure who said it. I, I personally am not comfortable with giving any company, you know, the the ability to just pull money out of my account automatically. Mm-hmm. I want them to send me a bill or send me an invoice or send me an email, and then I will tell my bank to pay them. You want to initiate the transaction, yeah. I yeah. yes. You know, I I I only in cases of emergency do I want to, you know, and even if I grant them access, I take it back right away because that just, that feels to me like the whole debit card thing of, mm-hmm. you know, we, yeah, if, if we have your debit card, so we can just empty your bank account, you know, but if you have a credit card, at least you have an argument. So I have a, I have a safety tip for that. And that is mm-hmm. uh, we, both my wife and I, we have uh you know, different, uh, it's individual and, you know, joint, you know, checking accounts that we only keep a couple hundred dollars in it, you know, until we need to pay something like property taxes. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we move thousands of dollars in and pay the property tax. So that way it's a, it's a separate account. And if it were to be compromised for whatever reason, uh, they only have access to nominally, you know, just a couple hundred dollars instead That's of a suggestion. more. Yeah, that's a real good suggestion. Yeah. So, again, you know, the, folks, just be careful out there. That, that's all I know to say anymore because it just seems like the scammers are getting better and better. 
I mean, I, I had no idea this this paper check thing was going on. I mean, not that I use paper checks, but that I know there are a lot of people that do. Um, now that that being said, check. There's I have a related business entity that went through the whole check washing thing and a five thousand, and it was actually to a charity. A five thousand dollar check got washed out to a fifty thousand dollar check. Now the bank caught it and didn't pay it, and that was a good thing. But yeah, I I, I get your point. Um, it's 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 a it's a dangerous world out there. Wear a helmet, you know. <laughs> Wear tinfoil. Wow. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Notion. Do your most efficient work with Notion projects at notion.com slash macvoices. Project management tools are supposed to help you move faster and stay organized. The funny thing is, most are so complex that you try not to use them. When you do, you're usually flipping between 50 tabs or worse, several apps just to do your job you clearly haven't found the right tool yet. That's why, today, I'm excited to share that Notion has just launched Notion Projects, which includes new, powerful ways to manage projects and leverage the power of their built-in AI features, too. Notion Projects combines project management with your docs, knowledge base, and AI feature, too, so you can stop jumping between tools and stop paying too much for them, too. One workspace that includes everything you need, from brainstorming to drafting launch plans to organizing sprints and keeping everyone on deadline. And Notion can be customized to work the way you like to work, with timelines, tables, or Kanban boards. And did I mention integrated AI? Do your most efficient work with Notion projects. You can try it for free today at Notion.com slash MacVoices. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash MacVoices. When you use my link, you're supporting my show. Go right now to Notion.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to Notion for supporting MacVoices. I can't remember if we talked about this next story or not, uh, but Western Digital, um, their MyCloud uh, service had locked users out for a few days back in, I believe it was April, March, excuse me, in March. Yeah. And now it turns out that it was not just a technical thing, that it was um, a, a security breach. So if you are or were relying on Western Digital's MyCloud, you might want to go and you know check and see that your data is secure and what options they're giving you for uh, any protection. But, you know, here we go again. Same thing. Be careful out there. It's a crazy world. Yeah, that story is an oldie but goodie. I I don't know if we talked about it, but I think it was on a story list way back when in late March or early April. Yeah, and we're right back to the whole discussion of, of you know cloud, cloud storage and cloud storing your files in the cloud. Mm-hmm. And and I just you know I'm a little surprised at Western Digital, but they're a storage company, but they're not necessarily a cloud company. And so that doesn't excuse anything. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't have trusted them then. You can make your own decisions about trusting them now. But my cloud was more of a add-in than a real service. Well, and what I wasn't, I guess what I wasn't clear, I couldn't remember, Ben. um, Wasn't that, I mean, weren't there my cloud devices that you were putting on Mm -hmm. your desk as opposed to having their servers? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, th- and mm-hmm. that always, that always feels a little bit strange to me that, you know, you're, I, I, I like the idea of my, my data sitting here, but it might as well be sitting in a server and at least theoretically better protected there. Mm-hmm. Any, um, there was another service. Um, and I think it could have been part of, um, a subset of Drobo was called Transporter. It's kind of the the same thing. And I remember I got interested in that with uh, my wife and my mother-in-law and their, <clears throat> their photo files. And if you put it on the, the, the transporter here, it would mirror itself to the other transporter at my mother-in-law's house and vice versa. Um, I don't want to go off on, on that tangent, but it, it's, it's an, and where did that go? That that went away too, just like oh, just I, like yeah, I, I yeah I know yeah. I know about that you know actually uh, you know Transporter bought Drobo back in 2013 okay um, and you know spun off Drobo I think in 2015 uh, if I remember the year correctly and yeah. uh, Transporter got acquired and you know it got acquired by a not so enlightened company that just sort of. Ignored was able, it, yeah. Was, was able just to run into the ground. But no, I do have transporter device. I used to have transporter devices and they were really, they were really, really, really secure. You know, the keys never left the device. Uh, they were work on point to point security. Um, I had a number of, um, uh, you know, uh, security uh, freaks, you know, receive them and they do a port scan on them. There's only one port. You know, there's no hidden ports or anything else. You know, like I've known other sort of transporter wannabes who built things on top of uh, various uh, Windows devices. And uh, mm-hmm. they find that, no, the Windows service, you know, desktop access port is open and as all sorts of other things are. So uh, anyway, just coming back in, the idea of, you know, yes, cloud Cloud devices and cloud security is tricky, um, and see the the challenge for a company like Western Digital and and there are there are other you know, sort of uh, devices out there. Uh, you know, QNAP gets hacked a lot. Uh, Synology gets hacked uh, from time mm-hmm. to time. You know, some of the challenge is that you know they're not making money per se off their service. It's more of a checklist item, so they tend to implement it in the least costly uh, manner possible. And they use a lot of open source uh, technologies to do that. And that stuff is intrinsically unsafe because, you know, people know how, you know, know how to uh, find it and identify it. And uh, there's well-known hacks that uh, they can look and probe for. So unless they're staying on top of, you know, all the fixes and releases, it's easy to get an installed base of devices that have security holes and, liabilities just waiting to be exploited and i think that was the thing i think i think chuck i remember a year or two years ago there was a conversation we had and i know kelly was on it and she was she was quite animated about uh how she thought you know wd was uh you know acting uh, in bad faith against its customers because of some of these security holes that uh you know that their you know, my uh my drive has had but you know the, yeah, I think the the nature is that uh, open source software has a lot of strengths, but you know it also has a lot of weaknesses too, like bugs that uh, may not get fixed in a timely fashion. 
Um, first of all, I tell you, he's pretty much animated about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but, I, I'm surprised we, she hasn't turned into, into a cartoon. Yeah, we love you, Kelly. Um, but yeah, and you know, I, I I'm with you, Mark. I get a little concerned that there's so many services out there that they it seems to be that they just tack this on, like, oh yeah, and now this has this capability, and this has that capability, and you have to wonder about the security of of those of those services. And, you know, I, I see, I mean, in my daily scanning of, of the news headlines and, you know, different websites, there's always some service that I've never ha- heard of that we will give you 100 gigs of, uh, you know, cloud storage free for life if you just sign up. And it's, <laughs> again, it's like, okay, so what data would I ever put out to one of these places? A, for storage, but B, you know, what server am I putting it on? You know, am I putting it on? Is it? Is it in the Kremlin or is it in Baghdad or is it someplace that I really don't want my data to go, no matter how innocuous my data is? Yeah. Or is it or is it my life or your you know your yeah, defined life with, yeah. A dubious, yeah. with a dubious you know, business model? Is it your corporation's lifetime? Whose life are we talking about here? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I always say if uh you're not paying for something, you're not the customer. And if you're not yeah. the customer, you're the product. Ben, it, okay, you're taking me someplace I wasn't going to go tonight, but I've been thinking about this a lot because um, I heard somebody use the phrase the other day, Apple tax again. And it's, you know, I think it's time we push back on the idea of it being an Apple tax and start looking at it as an Apple value. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, Apple has to make money just like Google, just like Facebook, just like all the others. But Apple isn't selling us as users or yes. our eyeballs or anything else. You know, they they are, yes, they will put ads in front of us, but they're not selling us. And so the only way they can make money is to charge us for their services and their hardware. And that's what they do, and that's we pay it. And we all have a much, I think I speak for everybody here, we have a much better sense of piece that our data is as secure as it can be mm-hmm. am i am i wrong about that you're right you're right okay yep i What's also i also have a sense of peace in the craftsmanship which good craftsmanship uh isn't isn't cheap i mean look just look at uh razor they have equivalent build quality apple they have the same prices, if not higher. Yes. And I think, you know, some of the reason the Oculus devices are lower cost is, you know, they're lower, lower quality, you know, and you know, they're just uh, lower cost you know, in a completely different category. It's like comparing an old Yugo against a uh, Mercedes they're not intrinsically the same devices, although the commonality that they put them, you put them on your head in front of your eyes, you know, other than that, they're completely different. So, I'm now picturing wearing a Yugo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, you're going to make me skip over one, one other thing I definitely want to get to, but uh, 
to go to this one, uh, Meta will lower the Quest headset's recommended age from 13 to 10. So what change did they make technologically, content-wise, security-wise, oversight-wise, that all of a sudden, oh, yeah, it's okay to go from 13 to 10? Uh, They didn't make a change. Apple did. (laughs) Sort of my point. (laughs) David, you're you're laughing. Yeah, I just... Uh, the whole thing with the Apple tax, yeah, it's just, just ludicrous. Why why people even think that there is an Apple tax? I mean, it's it's either you like the product or you don't. If you don't like the product, you don't want to pay for it, then move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all, I guess we're all biased here because we all love Apple. We love the products. We use them all the time. Mm-hmm. There are people out there who just are just adamantly against it. You know, there's people who buy iPhones. I could give a good example. They buy an iPhone, they'll, they'll, they'll want to hold on to an iPhone as long as they can. And that's understandable. But there comes a time if you're on an iPhone 7 or you're an iPhone 6, I mean, hey, it's time to upgrade. And do they want to pay the Apple tax? That's what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, no, they already, they already, David, they already paid it. They already bought an Apple device and yeah. they've squeezed but, it out as many yeah. years as they could. And by and using then, it, if it's the iPhone Seven, man, they got a ton of years of that thing. Yeah. They did. If they, if they, more than they complain about, they did get a lot of years out of it. And that's and that there's there's the argument right there, especially with uh, with Macs. You know, you got people with eight, nine year old Macs that are still using them and, and yeah. uh, the end of life on on Mac OS, but mm-hmm. there's it still works. If it still works for you, that's great. And I tell that and anybody. I mean, all of us probably get the question. You know, what 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 computer should I buy? And when you tell them Mac and they're like, oh boy, those are always really expensive. Um, well, think about the cost of ownership. <laughs> yeah. And how long will it be supported by the company? Well, the, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. You, you buy a PC, you know, I mean, I work with Dell and I work with Apple. I work with both in, in my job and I have a good relationship with our Dell reps and, and I, I see their products changing. So often it's ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Apple stays consistent, and everybody is looking how great Macs are in the uh, with the M M1 now the M2, uh, and everybody's saying great things about how incredibly fast the processor are, the batteries are fat, the battery's life is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's your balance right there. Is that an Apple tax? To me, that that's you're saving a ton of money in the long run, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then on the uh, cell phone side, you think about how how long a Android device is getting right. operating system updates. And you may not have been choosing when those operating system updates happen. Right. And yeah. I mean, Apple's being very generous of a f- sometimes six, seven, um, I think sometimes eight years mm-hmm. on an iPhone before yep. they finally end of life it. On Android, you're lucky you get two, three years. Yep. yep. And I think the only reason a lot of those Android devices have gone to promising updates yeah. is because they're facing competition from Apple's use market. There you go. Yes. The used market is a whole other. That's a whole other story right there. The used and market is huge. And unless it's Pixel, you're getting all the bloatware and. Oh yeah, I mean the, UI, the, yeah. The, the the carriers sell the Android devices. They're locked to the mm-hmm. carrier. They don't they, they don't want updates. And sometimes they don't get updates for a year after the Pixel or any Google phone or mm-hmm. that get that update. I mean, so that's a whole other <laughs> argument, but. Yeah. Well, but, 
Oh, sorry, go ahead, Webb. Oh, I was just going to say, but like all companies, and I agree with everything we've said, and uh, I buy Apple products because I, I find them dependable. They do what I want to do. It's a great tool for, for my business. Um, but Apple also evolves. Um, right. uh, we went from the 32 pin connector to the, the lightning connector. Now we're getting ready to go through this transition again on USB-C on, on iPhones, which I predict will probably be at the next, uh, the next iPhone that comes out. Oh, there's no question. It's, it's fine. It, it, they're, they're, they're all going to evolve. Um, you know, it's, I, I, what was the thing I learned about at WWDC was that, uh, if you're on an iPhone 10, it's no, not going to be able to, to carry over to the iOS 17 or whatever the next version is. Right. Um, you know, so it, 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 things evolve. Okay. Uh, the, the Apple tax, I, I was sitting here being quiet and, and I'm now I'm going to uh, uh, spill, spill the beans. Uh, I, I've mentioned here before, I think in after dark that, that at one point until this past December, I owned a, a, uh, an Italian sports car, a very, red italian sports car you want to talk about a tax um <laughs> you, you look at the the parts that you put on to to one of those cars you're paying a tax um, mm-hmm. um and that's one of the reasons why, why i got rid of it i was getting to the point that every time i had to replace something of significance it was five figures easy um and so you know it's just you want to talk about paying an apple tax try the one with the stallion in front of it so that's a tax so mm-hmm. but you got the yeah. same thing with, with, and i'm a car guy you got the same thing with mercedes or with bmw so sure so i i would take a guess that uh the ticker symbol for that company is race or ac that's that's the one okay mm-hmm. yes oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, maybe owned by stellantis oh, that's uh, uh, there, there's a relationship there but i think that's maserati <laughs> Well, that's the same thing. Yeah. As this Mac Voices Live panel concludes, we get into why Google is getting out of the domain name registration business and have a little fun at Spotify's expense about some of the activities and things that they're trying. That's next time on Mac Voices. We hope you'll join us. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.